Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm glad you're joining me here at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, I am honored to have David Rubin on the show. He has an incredible story of heroism. He and his son survived a terrorist attack in Shiloh, Israel, and he has a powerful story of not only surviving that attack, but going on to thrive and making a difference. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you, Heidi. It's good to see you again. It's a delight to have you here. I want to jump right into this because there's so many things happening on the world stage right now that people are overwhelmed about. You have a particular interest, obviously, in what's happening in Israel and what we can learn uh, as United States citizens from what's happening in Israel. But I want to take our listeners back to your story and how you got so active uh, and uh, had founded the Children's Fund. Can you take us back to a terror attack that you and your child were involved in? Sure, sure. Well, uh, we thought we're going back about 20 years, and, and I was uh, coming back from Jerusalem. I had my three-year-old son sitting behind me in the baby seat on our way back to Shiloh, or Shiloh as Americans would call it. So you're in a car? I was driving my car. Wow, okay. Halfway home, suddenly the car is ambushed by Palestinian terrorists who are on the side of the road with AK-47 assault rifles. Uh, the car went completely dead when the bullets hit, and I got shot in the leg. Blood was flying all over the place, and my, my son was motionless. I turned around to him, and I could see that he was breathing and possibly trying to scream or cry, but no sounds were coming out. I realized I better start the car and get away from the terrorists. And I, I turned the ignition. I tried over and over, and suddenly the car started. Wow. It started as if it had never had a problem starting before. And I hit the gas. I drove 110 miles an hour to get to the ambulance up the road, uh, in the community up the road, hoping I could get an available ambulance. And they got to work on us. They discovered that my son had been shot in the head, oh. that a bullet had gone through his head and uh, through his neck and, and missing his brainstem by one millimeter. So, Did it exit? Did the bullet enter and exit, or was it lodged? Yes. No, it, it entered, and there were a couple of remnants, but they, they got them out eventually, and we survived. Okay, that's to, to make a long story short, we survived. Uh, we, we're both alive and well today physically. Uh, my son had his emotional trauma issues over the years. Uh, but we survived, and after that attack, I had this uh, this understanding, seeing the emotional trauma that he was going through, and seeing the emotional trauma that so many of his friends and other people, other children, were going through. That something needed to be done about the trauma of the terror victim children, and that's what led me to start the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. And uh, there was this vision I had. I had a vision of combining therapy with education to heal the trauma of the terror victim children in Israel. Wow. That's what led to the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. So we used music and art and, and small animals and horseback riding therapy and multi-sensory safe room therapy and art therapy and music therapy all under one roof, one figurative roof. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and, and it's just uh, amazing. We've healed thousands of children wow. uh, through our programs. Well, sadly, uh, I think there are going to be programs like this necessary now in the United States. We're watching school shootings in particular. Uh, violence has escalated in the United States as we're watching. We've removed the Judeo-Christian foundations of this nation. And uh, as that is happening, chaos is filling the you vacuum. Are, you are hitting it on the head and you're actually leading into the other topic you asked me to speak about, which is my new book. Confronting Radicals, What America Can Learn from Israel. You know, I actually wear two hats. Uh, one is the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund for the terror victim children. And the other is the, the writing of books about Israel, about the United States, and about Judeo-Christian civilization and the bonds between yeah, our two United countries. Yeah. And I, I think it's very important to focus on that. I'm, I, I believe very strongly that that, well, I'll tell you what Confronting Radicals, what America can learn from Israel is about. It's about learning from Israel's successes and also its mistakes. So, so we've had our share of mistakes. We, when Israel was reestablished as a nation in 1948, you have to remember we're actually a nation that is 3,500 years old at least, but, but we were exiled from the land of Israel by the Romans 2,000 years ago. And after 2,000 years of, of wandering the earth and, and living in many different countries and being slaughtered and very successful in other places, but you know, eventually uh, culminating in the Holocaust, Israel was reestablished again as a state of Israel in 1948. Uh, but it was established by secular Zionists. It was established by, by secularists who, who they, they didn't even understand that they were following prophecy, that they, they yeah. were doing it in fulfillment of prophecy, uh, because the writings of the prophets speak about that happening. So, so Israel was established by a group of very idealistic leftists as a socialist country. We were a socialist country for 30 years. And eventually, we got out of it because socialism doesn't just bring an economic system that seems to be altruistic and wants to help people. It also brings restriction of freedoms. Yeah. So we it's had control. one television station for 30 years. We had one labor union for 30 years. We had one health fund for 30 years. And eventually, we, all, we got out of that along with its 250% inflation, yep. uh, we got out of socialism. Now we have a roaring free market economy. And guess what? We have a lot of radio stations, a lot of television stations. and It's so uh, important for people to hear this because we see now coming out of almost all of our major universities that socialism is a good idea. I'm hearing whispers of communism uh, is a good idea here in the United States. And, and obviously, Biden inflation yeah, is so happening. Socialism is a more user-friendly name. Yeah, but, but it's, it's communism light. Thing. It's the same thing, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, so, those are, so that's one of our big mistakes. Also that we appeased the Palestinian terrorists for uh, a number of, for about 20 years. And, mm -hmm. and now nobody in Israel or very few people in Israel would ever support a Palestinian state because we know it would just become a terrorist state. So we learned from those mistakes. Do not appease terrorists. Do not appease those who are trying to tear down your country. 
and the book Confronting Radicals, What America Can Learn from Israel, came out of the George Floyd riots because I was watching those riots and seeing how the, the, the rioters are using similar tactics as the Palestinian terrorists use, and they're, they're using similar propaganda, and that they're actually in cahoots. So there is a very strong collusion between the Palestinian terrorists and the homegrown leftist secular radicals mm -hmm. in the United States. I wanted to point that out yeah. in the book Confronting Radicals, and I wanted to give a blueprint for what people can do in our times. And one of those things to stop the homegrown radicals in the United States is to get involved at the grassroots level. Uh, restore the traditional American family. Turn it into something that's positive in yep. your education and that it's to, to be aspired to. Strengthen the connection to God. Teach those young children about God and the traditional family and, and, and values of, of, of modesty and, and, and faith and, and have a time every week as we do when we turn off all the cell phones we turn off all the television. Shabbat. We, that's right. You need a Sabbath again in America. Yeah. So those are some things that, that I, I believe that America can learn from. And it's, in addition to that, partner with Israel. Stand with Israel because our two countries are the only two forces in this world that are going to stand against the Islamic ideologues that want to destroy both of us, both our houses, yep. and the secular ideologues that that obviously from the riots in america when tearing down american monuments to american heroes uh we see we see through that that what their real the real goal is not to stop police violence that's right uh the real goal is to tear down the united states as a judeo-christian civilization and when it comes to tearing down the united states it's also tearing down Israel because our two nations stand together in our mutual biblical values. That's right. And we're watching now, shockingly, uh, in the House of Representatives here in the United States, voices like Rashida Tlaib, who are coming to the forefront, who obviously hate Israel. God's word is very clear. I will bless those who bless Israel. The United States has a long history of supporting Israel, but I'm recognizing uh, that there are fewer and fewer Americans because we have kind of come unhitched from our Judeo-Christian foundings that understand the importance of both supporting Israel and knowing what is happening over there. So uh, for those who are kind of new to the world stage and just now starting to wake up to international issues, why should Americans care about what's happening in Israel? Well, as I said, Israel and the United States are strongly connected at the root. Yes. Okay? A country that forgets its foundations is not going to survive. It's like a building. It's like a nice skyscraper and, or apartment building. If you tear down the foundations, then the whole building is going to collapse. That's right. It's not an accident that Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson at the Constitutional Convention spoke about Israel. Now, true, the state of Israel hadn't been reestablished yet, but, but they were talking about biblical Israel. But those are our roots. Yeah. Those are the, the roots of the Jewish people, even though there are a lot of Jews in the United States that don't understand that. 
the fact is that if you understand your roots and you understand that the roots of the United States of America are connected with Israel, mm-hmm. connected with Israel and that biblical imagery that Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, George Washington used to use, then you understand why our countries need to be standing together. It's not, a, it's not just about democracy. Yeah. It's about values. And in Israel, um, you know, I know that you have a, a nice big family, so you're doing your part, but uh, in Israel, people get, there are more and more people getting married. Uh, there are more and more people having children and big families. Yep. Uh, they, it's on the rise. Mm-hmm. And the connection with God, understanding that God and family and hard work are the foundations of the United States of America, as they are the foundation of Israel. In Israel, those values are on the rise. In the United States, those values are decreasing, but no change, and this is a central point of my book, Confronting Radicals, as well as the documentary film, Confronting Radicals, that is coming out this week. And I I encourage people to go to confrontingradicals.com to find out about that. But those values... Uh, uh, those values that bind our countries together are what is going to make it succeed. No change is irreversible. So what the 60s radicals have been doing for the past 50 to 60 years, they've been doing it at the grassroots. People like William Ayers and and, uh, Rashida Tlaib and all of the other radicals, they're doing it at the grassroots. Grassroots succeeds. Yes. So conservatives need to be doing that as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Something that you probably don't know about me, I ran for Congress in Washington State Ah. uh, in the last election cycle and uh, almost won the primary there. But part of the reason that I was running was because I wanted people to see this is our country. We need to be involved in it. So the time for sitting back and just saying, well, that's somebody else's job, that's somebody else's responsibility Mm -hmm. is really long gone. Uh, The founding fathers of the United States knew that we needed to take responsibility as citizens for what happens in our government. Uh, You've watched what happens when you have radicals in the government, right? We've seen this in the United States. We've seen it certainly in Israel. How important is it? And I'm curious to see you address this to the younger, to what Thomas Jefferson called the rising generation. How important is it that we understand the agenda of the left, right? This attack of the family, drag queens uh, in our libraries, this assault on children through our public schools, it's not an accident, is it? No, and the issue isn't, isn't drag queens. The issue isn't transsexuals. The, the reason why they're doing all these things to tear is down to the tear down yep. Judeo-Christian civilization. See it in the eye, understand what it is, and understand that the, the details, the surface things are not the issue. They are not the issue. And, you know, we've seen in Israel with our radicals, you know, we have some leftist secular radicals. Uh, they're, they're shrinking in Israel. They're becoming less and less. Uh, but they're still very loud, still very vocal. The issue is that they want to bring down Judeo-Christian civilization. They want to tear down both of our houses. and Americans as well as Israelis, we need to be standing tall and proud for the values that made 
our country is great and made your country great in particular. Get on the school boards. That, that's what the left did. They, that's they, right. they, they joined school boards. People e- think this happened pe- suddenly, but it didn't. Even though people on the left aren't having a lot of children yep. or even getting married. Yep. But, but, they, but they get on school boards and they try to control things. That's how you make change. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, we see what's happening on the world stage. There are a lot of people in the United States that have grown up here and they see what's happening, but they feel overwhelmed. And you were talking a moment ago about how the left has been very successful in their grassroots efforts to infiltrate the unions, to infiltrate school boards. I mean, they're literally everywhere right now. Where are some places that uh, an ordinary citizen can start to get involved. How important is it that we not disengage from the process of electing our leaders? Well, I just told you right there. Uh, I, I use the school boards as an example. Yes. Yeah, obviously unions is another way, and getting involved in media is another way. Yeah. And, uh, and even if you're not on a school board, go to the school board meetings and stand up and say what you have to say. And if they don't listen, well... Make a bit of a, a ruckus. Yeah. Uh, you need to have your voice out there. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to talk for just a minute about the, the Shiloh Children's Fund that you have founded. You also were the mayor of Shiloh. Is that correct? That's correct. How long? Oh, it was just a two-year stint. And uh, look, the, everything that I've been doing has been after that. So I'm... You know, I'm not looking to be a politician. I, I have these two hats that I wear that I've been wearing for 20 years, which is the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund for the Terror Victim Children. And the other is uh, the, the writing of books and speaking about the challenges to Israel, the United States, and Judeo-Christian civilization. And that's where Confronting Radicals, What America Can Learn from Israel comes in. But as far as the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, I want to just encourage people to go to our website, which is Shiloh or Shiloh, S-H-I-L-O-H, IsraelChildren.org, ShilohIsraelChildren.org, and they can find out more about how they can partner with us uh, on behalf of the terror victim children. And uh, as far as uh, confronting radicals, well, uh, there is... uh, a new website, ConfrontingRadicals.com, uh, which uh, speaks about the book and the, the new documentary. Now, is the documentary out right now, or is it upcoming? Well, we have the first screening this week at the NRB. Okay. So I will be seeing, I will be watching that it, then. It will this be week. out there. That's wonderful. Uh, David Rubin, it really is an honor and a delight to have you here. Thank you for what you're doing on behalf of freedom, both in the United States and in Israel. It's greatly appreciated, and I look forward to hearing from you again. Well, thank you, Heidi. I hope you guys have enjoyed this interview with David Rubin. Listen, it's really important that we understand, as average citizens in this country, the geopolitical dynamics that are affecting things that are happening right here in the United States. The Bible is very clear that those who bless Israel will receive a blessing, and those who curse Israel will be cursed, and we need to engage in what is happening politically with Israel and also be praying for Israel. David made a very good point about how important it is that we understand that the objective of the left, 
the fruit of this, right, is what we're seeing with the transgender movement. The fruit of this is drag queens in our libraries. But the root of it is an unhitching and unmooring from our Judeo-Christian values upon which this country was founded. So I hope you guys will check out his book. Don't forget, I'm going to be speaking all over the country, continuing to speak this summer. And you can check that out by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash event. If you would like to have your question answered at the Heidi St. John podcast, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And don't forget to check out the brand new Bible study that is releasing at faiththatspeaks.com. We're going to be studying the names of God. A lot going on, you guys, and I appreciate you coming along for the ride. I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.